Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome, everyone. It's the Crypto Lurk, and I'm super excited to have on today Crystal Rose of Sense Chat. Crystal, welcome. Hi, how are you? Doing very well. Now, I've been becoming more and more interested in the DAP economy that's continually growing. And Sense has been something that's kind of been on my radar for a while. So I'm really excited to get a chance to talk to you about it. But for everyone out there in the audience, can you give us the, the elevator pitch? What are you doing at Sense? We are doing ridiculously private and secure messaging um, on the blockchain. So Sense Chat is the first large-scale decentralized messenger. And that really means peer-to-peer uh, -peer and private. Nice. Nice. Privacy is is good in a world where we see continual um, erosion of our privacy at a technological level and at a political level by governments. And so definitely good to have more and more technology out there to help us maintain our privacy in an ever increasingly invasive world. But let's talk before we get into that kind of that kind of stuff. I just want to talk real practically what Sense is actually doing. So peer to peer video chats, correct? Right, so video, audio, text, um, and, and truly peer-to-peer. -peer. We think of peer-to-peer -peer as a, a device and a device talking to each other, but there is generally some server or some inter intermediary in between. And today, most of the people uh, in the world who have any kind of mobile phone, their, their top usage is messaging. So we have so many messengers, including text message. You have your iMessage or anything else that you're using. Um, what is going on on the back end, though, is that your messages are being stored in order to relay them to the next person. If you remember the really early days of chat, like AOL, ICQ, when you had to see the person online, you get that little green bubble, and it says whether or not they're online. You could only text someone if they were actually online because it was truly peer-to-peer. -peer. It was one IP and one and, and the other talking to each other. So for us, uh, we want to bring it back to that earlier stage of one device to another device with nothing in between, no middlemen. I feel like somewhere with the internet, we, we went wrong. It's like we took a wrong turn somewhere and then we've, we've ended up in this crazy town where it's like, oh my God, everyone's spying on us and trying to steal our data and all these things. And whereas we started off the internet in a, in a kind of a different fashion. So it's good to be going back to those, those kind of roots of peer-to-peer -peer communication. So we will have the peer-to-peer -peer chat and everything will basically be stored locally on my device. So if you and I are having a chat on Sense, you and I are the only ones with copies of that conversation. There's not a, a third-party storage anywhere of it. So, you know, today, I think the, the, the messengers that store your data didn't have bad intentions at the beginning. It was to become more convenient. You can message someone when they're offline and it just stores it, delivers the message later. Uh, we know that data is the most valuable asset on the entire digital world um, and that's really the the value has been shown um, to the companies that are holding it and so they're they're doing other things with the data on the back end they're brokering your privacy because it earns them a lot of dollars so at this point for us it's really important that um, that we're just creating tools that allow people to have sovereignty again really mm -hmm. and and not 
having a model where the data is going to be how we monetize on you. It's it's interesting though, and in terms of um, if you're not stealing my data and selling it to third parties, how does Sense make money? You know, in the long term, to continue developing and making technology and all these things. Just like all of the other DApps, one of the great things, and it's funny you say that we we took a wrong turn with the internet because I think we did. We we screwed up by creating a free internet that wasn't really free. There's some something has to be exchanged. Uh, in in terms of you know we need to be able to build the infrastructure and we need to be able to support the servers and you can't just endlessly upload your photos and videos for free forever and expect that the service is always going to be on um, one day it has to monetize like Instagram you know selling to Facebook and eventually showing ads Sense um, has a different model though so just like all of the other DApps I think this is a very new and very innovative model that we're going to see emerging this year and and the following few years until uh, until the world sort of gets a recalibration and the internet resets a little bit, which is basically aligning the incentives of everyone that's using the platform. So the user pays a little bit for their usage, um, and in return, if they're going to be uplifting the platform in some way, they get paid as well. So you have a model where the user has the ability to earn, but they also have to spend a little bit. So. It, what would you spend to have a super private video conversation? Maybe a couple of cents. That's great. That's great. And the thing is, is that we have been paying. We just haven't been paying up front, right? The the payment happens on the back end where the companies take our data, monetize it, all these different things. So it, the, the free internet isn't actually as free as it seems. But there will still be a a growing phase, this this phase where we kind of go through these adaptive pains with people who are used to just, hey, I just go and sign up to Facebook and I get it for free, right? There will be a token economy and as token economies grow, I mean, the younger generations will be all on top of that. But for some people, adapting to a token economy might be a little bit harder. But what do you think the biggest challenges are in getting people to move to a token-based ecosystem? Uh, it's the same challenge as, as adopting any new sort of habitual technology. It's um, it's critical mass. So the, the more people who use it, the more you're compelled to use it. I think the majority of messengers got their traction that way. Telegram especially, you know, I'm on this new messenger. You have to be on this messenger if you want to have a, a chat with me. Uh, we saw that happen with Signal too. And, and I have a lot of respect for the encrypted messaging protocols. I think they were the next step that we needed. So it went from, oops, your data could get hacked and we're storing everything privately on these servers. Even Snapchat, who promised to delete your photos in their ephemeral app, um, were, they were hacked. And all of these photos were leaked. And people are like, oh, no, we, we believed in this promise. Um, so we're in these next stages. And I, I do like the encrypted um, different messengers. But the only problem with them is that they're still holding the data and they have the keys. So we're looking at it more like, well, if the person who has the data also has the keys and there's no company in between with the ability to access that data, that's a much uh, better promise for the actual end user. We really want to just power the tools and enable the underlying platform to let you do what it is that you want to do. And in this case, it's, it's communicate with other people. Yeah, and in a, in a way that you know the information is going to be safe. I mean, it seems that every other week or once a month, there's some giant data hack where people's pictures get leaked. And, you know, for a lot of people, that's 
well, somebody got a picture of me, you know, uh, naked somewhere. It may not be so important for a lot of people, but for a lot of people, that is important. For a lot of people, it does have consequences and conversations and all these different things actually get leaked out there into the, the general public, things that happen in what you think is a private space until you realize that the company you had been trusting wasn't really so trustworthy at all. Sure. And, you know, I think it's uh, even if you don't have anything to hide, privacy isn't necessarily about like covering up or hiding something. It's about your right to choose what you have that's censorship free and what you can make public. And I think at this point, I, I consider a lot of the uh, the group chats like if you have a group chat on WhatsApp, I, I consider that as public as having a chat on Twitter because the data is getting looked at somewhere in the Facebook ecosystem and you're getting retargeted from ads on other platforms. That's it, and it's, it's hard to escape. Now, in terms of the Sense token, so how, how does it actually work within your ecosystem? So currently, to have a chat on Sense, you hold some tokens and stake them. Uh, if you're familiar with EOS, we're based on the EOS platform. And we have a staking mechanism, so that allows us to keep providing the resources on the network. So rather than the company just paying out for you know, the RAM and the CPU usage and, and fronting the bill, uh, each user stakes a little bit of tokens. At the beginning, you get tokens just for signing up. So we'll give you your account, and we'll give you some tokens. And uh, there are earning mechanisms, too. So the eventual goal in the next release that we have will be letting people earn the tokens for doing different behaviors inside of the app. And we want to make it a thriving ecosystem where people are both earning and spending sense tokens. And what kind of actions would I have to partake in in order to earn tokens? Well, we have uh, we have some really exciting features like group uh, group channels, and inside of those, you can stake tokens and have your participants stake tokens as well so the admins of the group can potentially earn. Um, we can also let you trade inside of the chat, so we'll have our digital assets. We're really, really excited for the next wave of the NFT tokens, so the mm -hmm. non-fungible tokens, which could be stickers or other digital assets, to be able to be traded in the platform as well. Great, so I can you know, just tip people within within the, the group chats, for example, and things like this. So it, it's that is that money of the ecosystem, basically. Now, let's say, for example, I wanted to have a one hour peer to peer video chat with somebody. I mean, can I do that with, you know, one token? Or is there am I going to have to have a minimum of 100 tokens? Or will it depend on the day? Right now, it's a very minimum staking. It's it's a token. And uh, eventually, depending on how we see the resources being used on the system, it might be more for a video chat. But at the moment, it's really uh, minimal. And we see other features coming out as well. So one of the big goals that we have is to improve the messaging experience. Uh, group chats are really messy right now in other platforms. Oh, and yeah. it's, it's kind of, you know, the early days of email before there was threading. An email was just like one email every single, and you, at some point you can't keep up with your emails anymore. It already at this point we're still in the same, you know, nobody knows what inbox zero looks like anymore. But in, in uh, messaging it's becoming the same thing. If you're a member of groups, there can be hundreds or thousands of messages before you get back to them. So one of our big improvements is to create a system where the conversations feel a lot more like uh, organized 
you know, threading than, than they do just this sort of, we call it barf um, <laughs> inside of the, the chat stream. We want people to be able to use these communication tools better. And so we're, at the same time as we are putting privacy as our top priority and ability to uh, trade tokens as our next, we're, we're also putting user experience as a very high priority so that we can have different upgraded features and, and have a reason for people to want to use Sense instead of other messaging apps. Very, very cool. Now, we have seen some kind of state-level things going on in the background. Recently, for example, we had the Australian Access and Assistance Bill get passed, which was basically anti-encryption, um, trying to force backdoors into apps. I mean, how resistant is Sense to that kind of state-level attack? Our commitment is that we will never be able to access the data. So that's, a, that's really important because um, other apps have already shown that they can get subpoenaed. Even Gmail can get subpoenaed and have all that data be accessible by an attorney or by someone in the government. Um, and that's just the way that it is, even though that is encrypted. So with Sense, we do have, in order to make uh, an upgraded experience, so you're not all the way back to AOL 20 years ago, we have a, the ability to encrypt your data peer-to-peer, -peer, but we use the blockchain, and this is where the blockchain is really important because we have uh, your public keys, which we can then encrypt data with, with another key. We have a method that we've created that basically provides an encryption layer that the company cannot access. Only you, the user, it takes both users to be able to unlock that data. Once you have it on your phone, it's local, so you'd have to have them actually get your physical device and be able to log into the app, and, and that could happen with anything, um, but it won't happen on the server side. Yeah, I guess if um, you know, you're coming to uh, Australia or even uh, New Zealand, they're trying to force people to you know, expose their information at the airport, so to speak. I guess if you're worried about that, you can always just uh, delete the app before you come and then, you know, reinstall it when you get out of the airport, I guess. Yeah, hopefully then don't hold your phone up to your face and just access your whole camera roll. On the server level, though, we'll never be able to access the data, and that's really important. We don't want the data. Um, we actually found data is sort of a liability. It's a, it's a double-edged sword. You have uh, this potential huge pile of gold if you're sitting on a mine of, of user data. And we experienced that with our, our previous uh, product when we had a chatbot network. We had tens of millions of conversations coming through from every centralized uh, network. We had Telegram and Kik and Facebook. And eventually we saw we could either leverage this data, monetize it on our own. We could um, help the user monetize it, which was our first goal. And we, and we did try to do that. That was, a, that was one of our earlier products. Or we could give it all to the user and decide that if the user wants to figure out how to use it in the future, great, um, which I think is the better solution. Because right now, monetizing your data individually isn't worth it. Exposing all of your privacy for mm -hmm. a couple dollars for an ad is, is not worth it. So, so in the end, it's, um, it's better if it's just not exposed at all. That's right. I mean, for the... The data aggregators, they get millions of people's data all at the same time and can create metadata out of that. And for them, it's useful. For them, they make a lot of money off it. But for us as individuals, well, our data does have value. But in terms of trying to monetize that, it can certainly be tricky. Now, I, I want to move on to, to EOS because uh, Sense launched on Ethereum, but you're migrating over to EOS. So 
why the migration? Why not stick with Ethereum? Um, and what do you see as, I guess, being superior in EOS over a different platform? We were uh, we were early supporters of Ethereum, and I still think that the network um, has provided a lot by ad- being the first to add logic, essentially, to the blockchain. And and also with uh, with the ERC twenty protocol, letting anyone create a token very easily. Smart contracts were a huge, huge um, necessity as a stepping stone in the ecosystem. The problem that we ran into, and I think a lot of DApps have run into the same issue, is that the scalability of the platform and the transaction fees. So the gas costs are so high that it's impossible to do microtransactions. And just in terms of scalability, um, if you were part of the ecosystem uh, late 2017, you, you experienced uh, CryptoKitties kind of choking the entire network. <laughs> and you know it, it was showing what the absolute extent of the network was. Um, and that's something that we had to build through. And, and during the first part of 2018, we, we did build a product on Ethereum and launched it, but we found that it was a huge stopping block that every time we needed to do a transaction, the user would have to pay. So um, EOS has improved on that. There are no transaction fees. The transaction fees are replaced with uh, basically paying for resources, and that's on the developer side. So this is why the developers and the the users have to work together to pay these fees because someone has to cover the cost of RAM and the cost Mm -hmm. of the CPU. So it's a different mechanism, but you're not paying on every transaction. And if you have a a good, well-funded company, they can likely stake the tokens on your behalf, um, or you do a staking mechanism like we're doing with Sense. We're it's all an experiment right now, but we want to see what what the user is comfortable with and and what people are willing to uh, to do in order to use the software. Um, and then the other thing is just the scalability. Uh, the transactions are really fast, and you can do. I think we're in hundreds of thousands right now on EOS, and uh, you know Bitcoin and Ethereum have stuck below twenty. Per second, so so this is a, a huge, huge difference. We see a big difference in the network, and I really think this is going to be the biggest application blockchain. Uh, EOS is going to be the biggest decentralized application blockchain that we see this year. I think it's really interesting to. St- I mean, look, even Ethereum in its current state still has use cases, and obviously they're trying very hard to to scale that up and to make it better. But even if it just became, well, we're going to do security tokens and things like that over on Ethereum, and it's not going to be such a big deal for not doing a lot of transactions per second. But when it comes to something like a messenger app, right? Imagine how many transactions, if you were to scale up to be as big as one of the big players how many transactions you'll actually be doing. And then if you've got any other dApps like you running on top of EOS, you will need that high transaction throughput, basically. And that does bring me to the next point, is that there are a lot of big players already in the messaging game. We have WeChat, we have WhatsApp, and these are, you know, giant walled gardens of people communicating with each other. But they're big, they're well-funded, and they're well-known names in terms of being brands. How do you compete with that? How do you get in there and say, hey, person using WeChat or WhatsApp, try out Sense instead? Or getting to the people who don't have Messenger apps yet and saying, hey, check this out. Yeah, you know, WeChat is interesting because that that basically has taken over all of China. China has blocked your ability to use Facebook Messenger 
uh, Telegram or any of the other big ones that we, we think of. So they're really forcing you to sp pick a specific partner <laughs> for your messaging. I wonder um, why that is. <laughs> well, I know the government owns a little bit of that, uh, of, the, of the messenger, but also it's the most censored out of all of them. Uh, it is the most censored. So a few months back, WeChat went through and banned all of the public groups that were talking about crypto. And that's a, a really challenging thing because now where do all of the crypto conversations go? They can't go to Telegram. They are going to have to find somewhere else. So I, I think a selling point for Sense, and especially as we have groups added, group chat added, is um, that you can go somewhere else that's censorship free and that you have the ability to uh, to have all of the same features you know, other than payments right now. We don't have the, the same payment mechanisms uh, with fiat, but we'll have those with crypto. And really, I think with the other messengers, um, Telegram is great because we have a Telegram connector. So you can just go straight in, connect your Telegram handle. We obscure everything, so it's all a hash. The company really doesn't want to know anything about your data. We're, we're actually going to big lengths to make sure that we're not putting your data into relational databases. And I think a bigger thing to communicate to people is, is that fact right there, is that we are operating totally differently than standardized messengers. And you can have all of the centralized messengers you want. You, nobody's ever gonna give up text message. I think even though we have up to five intermediaries per text message, which people don't realize uh, usually, there's a protocol in the middle of this entire layer. Um, it could be you know, one carrier, another carrier, uh, one operating system, another operating system like iOS, Google, and then you have the apps in between. So you have a lot and of- CIA. And there you go. <laughs> so you have a lot of things in between text, but no one's going to give up using text. It's too convenient. And no one's probably going to give up their favorite messengers. I know most people on average are using three to five messengers habitually. Yeah, I think I've got three or four at least. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're saying, you know, use your messengers as you use them. But when you want to have a video chat and you want privacy, and especially if you're going to give let's say an account number or you want to do a crypto transaction and you want to 2FA that crypto transaction, use Sense because it's guaranteeing your privacy and you don't have to worry about what's going on in the back end. I like how you've removed the temptation to be able to look, right? Because you know what would happen, much like they've tried to put the pressure on Apple, for example, if it's possible for you to get in there, they'll come knocking on your door and say, hey, we need to get in there. But if they come knocking door, we, we can't even get in there. Nobody we can't, can. We can't get yeah. in there. And, and that also helps us to, uh, no matter what jurisdiction we're building in, whether it's the US or any other country, it helps us to, to create that protection. The, the primary goal for us is just to connect everyone. And we want to be able to put fun things inside of chat as well. So the dApps make it really interesting because we can eventually put the dApps straight into chat and have a lot more fun. And that, that's really what we want to do. We want to provide people with communication tools. If we do our job right, we will be essentially what Bitcoin was for digital money, turning it into a cash peer-to-peer -peer transaction. We'll do that for messaging. Awesome. Very, very cool. Well, Crystal, it's, it's very interesting. Definitely senses been something that's been on the radar for a while. So I'm really excited about the project. Anybody who wants to learn more about it, there'll be a link down below. You can go and check it out, get it downloaded, all that fun stuff. So Thank you so much for coming on the show and telling us a little bit about what's going on over at Sense. So much, a lot of fun. And if, you, uh, if you're on Sense Chat, you can find me as well. We can make sense together. <laughs> that sounds awesome.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.